My name is Hunter McIntyre. I'm a 10-time world champion, six-time world record holder, Sports Illustrated 50 fittest people in the world, and Morningwood Radio is all of the energy of that and some more. I get to connect with people that have the same exact feelings. I want to know what got them where they were going, how they woke up in the morning today, what they're going to do the rest of the day, and how everybody else can improve by learning these lessons. Hey, live from the 7 a.m. hour here in Central Time, 5 a.m., on the West Coast, we're doing it live. Sheriff Roundup, Thursday mornings. I'm gonna Check out these fucking deal. dogs, dude. Wow. No big deal. Those dogs. Those dogs are barking. Yeah, dude. I love working with Represent. They make such good stuff. And I like the, I, I, I like the, the material that they use, too. Yeah. It's like very, very high quality. They got great material. They got great swag. Um, the only thing is, is I tell them and I tell everybody I work with, I'm like, guys, you got to understand, I go through clothes faster than like anybody. I just wreck stuff. I've already wrecked so many nice things that they sent me. Like they br- sent me that brand new kit for starvation triathlon. And I wrecked those clothes because I just, they just like, I destroyed them during the race and there's nothing to do with the quality the shorts, the shirts, they just like it, it, they were damaged. They were damaged from the amount of volume of the race and just kind of like the stumbling and fumbling, crawling over rocks and shit. So it's kind of sad to watch such cool swag, just get burnt, burnt to death. They might revamp for the type of athlete that you are, that they're they're like, we need to uh, maybe add an extra layer of protection. You know, I I want that dude. Like you're looking at, you're looking at an athlete that's doing like all the gym stuff that they like really are into. But then all of a sudden you're looking at a dude who like lives in the mountains and goes hard. And like, you can see dude, like I'm constantly covered up and like cuts, like I'm bleeding and stuff like that. So like even all my clothes are just kind of covered in blood and holes. It's, it's nasty. Dude, speaking but. of blood, you ever had a, hang on, let me sketch here. You ever have a chemical burn? Smoothest. Look at that little guy. Nah, yeah. I mean, I definitely, I mean, listen, anybody who's like watching this, you got to also understand Ryan's first time ever coming to meet me. He was interviewing and he couldn't show up to the meeting we had in the morning because he had an allergic reaction to the pillow to the and, sheets, yeah. and he had to go to the hospital. So you're talking to a man that could basically die <laughs> by coming in contact with a pillow and not via pillow fight just by no. sleeping on it. I woke up the next day and I was like, first time, first impression. I was there on time, drove out 20 minutes to where the house was the next day. Hey, man, I can't really show up for this uh, training. Why? Uh, I'm covered in a neck rash from a feather pillow. I feel you. I miss that house. That house was dope. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. That big iron gate on the front door. I know. Felt like I was going into medieval time. I I, got to get more. I got another regal house. We're not doing that bad, but. I miss that. You know, if I go back to Colorado, I would not go back to Boulder. Kyle and I, because Kyle's family home is in, in Ure, which is like between Durango and Telluride. Like Telluride is like as good as it gets. Like there's Aspen, Telluride. Those are like the blue chip Malibus of the mountains. Wait, but Kyle, a training partner, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, Kyle that we hang out with. I thought I thought they lived in uh, Texas. Yeah, but they, they have a fa- like home. they have like a family vacation home in this place called Ure. But just gotcha. below that, there's a place called Durango that we used to train at. And dude, I, I fantasize about that town all the time. Like if I could like disappear and have like a fireplace that I like drank whiskey at and like thought mm. in a big leather chair at nighttime, and I like rode a pony into town to get my groceries, mm-hmm. like that's where I'd be. I'm thinking Saint Bernard on the couch while you're watching. While while you're you're sipping your, except for I probably I probably have his saliva glands removed. We have two Rottweilers that can you do that that live at the ranch. No, I don't know if you can, but I'm just <laughs> I'm joking around. We have two Rottweilers that live at the ranch, and one of them has like become very sick with cancer, which oh. sucks. Like it's super sad. But now he spends time in my apartment, and homeboy drools at a rate that just like it's disgusting. <laughs> it's unlivable. Like there's just drool all over the place. And like, I just, I don't know if I could ever do a big dog after witnessing that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's the dog that uh, I was like, do you have a whining dog in the background? And you're like, yeah, hang on. I gotta go take care of some things. Yeah. 
he's such a like a I feel bad, but you know, it's it's his thing. He's, he just cries and cries and cries. Um, and then he drools and drools and drools. And I don't know, like sometimes you can train the dogs, but you can't train a dog not to drool. Like, what are you gonna no. do? Tape tape his mouth together. Um so today I wanted to talk about uh basically the next thing that we've got going on, which is going to be the uh, Murph record. So we do did you, it. Wait, first off, before before we get into this, do you like the title, Hunter Murph Entire? I never thought about that before. Mm. I don't even know where you where do you see the title. It's right at the top of the page. Wow, how have I never Sheriff noticed that? Roundup, Hunter Murph Entire. Kenneth Delap. Good morning, Alec Donald. Double good morning, Jared. Jared. Bercia, I still don't know how to say her name. Could you explain it? Via Let's get a phonetic spelling. You know what I learned yeah. about Jared? He knows how to play the drums. And in a past life, I don't know if I'm exposing too much. I mean, it's not. I mean, he is cool. He he played he played uh, uh, in a band. Do you guys have like some right? kind of internet relationship? I don't know about. We're Instagram friends. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Trevor oh. Ottoman, good morning. It's interesting um, being on this time zone. I wake up in the morning and usually because I start my day very early in Malibu, I have like a hundred people to call. I can call my dad. I can check in with you. I can like do all these things. I start my day here and I'm ahead of everybody. And I'm like, Oh shit. I have to wait for the rest of the world to wake up. Yeah. Dude, the Wex appeal podcast. I just listened to uh, Wex and I did a show and I listened to it this morning as I was doing show notes for the Murph. Uh, whole record thing and I just wanted to see what I said there and kind of go over some notes dude and I have been podcasting together for several years now he's a real stud cool guy look at this we have so many dudes that love showing up what do you think our, our chick to guy ratio is I think it's growing I it used really? to be like yeah like I, nine, I think 99 to 1 99 to 1 instead of you know 200 to 1 which is odd because girls like me like I don't have a problem with girls but when it comes to like the stuff that we do i think uh i i think we're gonna start to get some more because now when they look up our our videos on spotify and apple they can actually see our videos and see our lovely faces we switch in headphones okay I'm trying to put i'm trying to get the house logo in here make it a little bit more classy um uh, wad zombie number one vip whack packer Wadi zombie. Dude, put the number up so people can call in. I would okay. love to talk to some of the whack packers today. Barry, uh -huh. good morning. Top of the morning. Nuno, don't even know who you are, but good morning to you. Um, I got to stop saying um. I've also been listening to our shows, and I like to say um between everything. See, I, I think you do a good job on that, especially when you're shooting live, like, uh, you know, doing a uh, promo for, hey, here's the next thing on house training. There are no ums or uhs, and it's it's very quick. Uh, we usually, we usually get it, it done take two. We usually get it done take two. Alex will stop me and say, hey, brother, like let's do that one more time. And it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the ums and uhs. It's more of the I talk too fast because I get excited. Okay. Yeah. Wads on me, total sausage fest, which means that you're a dude. Uh, and we don't know whether or not no. you're a dude. Yeah. He said he would come on. Yeah. Dude, there is, uh, there is a, a trading card. The guy, what's his name? What's the name of the guy who made the trading cards for us? Trading cards. Don't you remember? I, don't I got that card. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I, know I wish I had it. his name. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know his name, but he makes trading cards for High Rocks, and it's really dope. All right, let's get down to the meat, meat and potatoes of the show. So I did a lot of research on this. I've been thinking about it for a long time ever since I did the Murph record back uh back in the day and people have attempted it broken it everything ever since uh and it's one of these kind of things where it sits with me for a long time and i'm like god i don't like that time like i wanted to break 30 last time and now it's the guy's name's the shiz yeah the shiz has got good stuff uh it's been driving me crazy ever since so now i'm going to go after it again and I, i'm only going for the sub 30 like i'm gonna go for absolute failure. If you get to a point to where you still have room, you know, you still got to finish it, but you're, you're nowhere going to be under the 30. Or are you just going to say, you know what, let's, let's do it. Another test on another day. I wouldn't even go and test it. If I didn't think I was going to hit 30 again, I wouldn't waste the time of other people. I wouldn't waste the time of myself. So 
I don't know. I'll know by November where I'm at. Are you going to do this in December? I thought it was an October thing. No, 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 no. Not even close. So this is the breakdown. This is is the breakdown of the schedule. January is going to be the test, test month. December is going to be intense training. November is intense training. October's volume. September's volume. So what ended up happening last time that we ended up doing this thing, I was basically... You know, getting ready for, I was going to go do what's called the government games, which we did this year. We were about to fly out to Dubai. I was living in Boulder and all of a sudden, and I was like, on April 17th, we were supposed to race High Rocks World Championships in 2020. And I was getting in really, really good shape. And next thing you know, COVID hits. You know, everybody's figured out what COVID is at this point. I'm sure anybody who's got a computer recognized the same thing I did. So the whole world got cock blocked. We couldn't do anything. And it basically was like, I sat for about two weeks and I drank beer and just was like hanging out. And then around the very last couple of days of March, I was like, I need to do something with myself. And I sat down with this whiteboard and I wrote out three of my goals. And one of them was being Murph. I was like, I'll just, I need something to focus on physically. So I was like, what's coming up soon. And I had basically two months until you know memorial day weekend where everyone was going to do murph Mm -hmm. and i was like i'll set the record for that i think i could i've always wanted to i think i could do that so basically i ended up having only two months to prep for this thing and i definitely know that i overtrained. so Mm. now what i'm looking at is basically I'm designing this where I have January is the test month at some point in time. December is intensity. November is intensity. October volume, September volume. So what I didn't get last time was the volume that was necessary to be able to really do the workout, the capacity I wanted to. I just went straight into very intense. What do you mean by volume? Because I I equate that to intensity. Is volume just not, not as much weight, but just over a longer period of time? No, volume... Volume is like is the actual is the actual load. Um, intensity is the actual intensity of like the height of the load. So meaning you're talking about the load, like uh, three rounds of 15 reps uh, push-ups. So let's just say I did 500 push-ups mm-hmm. over an hour versus, okay. and that would be obviously or 300 push-ups over 30 minutes. Obviously, it's much less, it's 200 less push-ups, but the intensity is now all of a sudden jam-packed into 30 minutes, you know? Gotcha. So you're yeah. doing a much more intense load, at which point your heart rate's far higher, your lactic acid is higher, your body's ability to process out the lactic acid and the intensity is just like through the roof. So it'd be like, you know, we're doing, right now for house training, we're doing base builder. We're building mm-hmm. that base, which I've always talked about. It's really important. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you go into a program kind of like ultimate engine where you're doing really intense intervals where it spikes your body's ability to hold intensity. But what happens is if you don't build a good enough base, you're really it's thin. It's thin the amount of intensity that you can do. So the more uh, base that you do, the more volume of intensity you can do, which will eventually help you, you know, break a world record, which we're talking about. So. For me, I missed the entire volume block. And what that's going to look like, you know, just to give you an idea is I'll probably be in the gym three days a week doing 200 to 400 push-ups at a time, 300 to 500 squats at a time. So we're looking at, you know, several thousand reps per week of each movement. Um, Are you going to incorporate uh, barbell yeah. bench press? Yeah. 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 Sometimes well, I, I feel like I get a better, uh, a better pump and – more sore the next day over doing a higher number of a volume of, of uh, push-ups rather than like a bench press set. Well, you got to figure. So when you're doing push-ups, mm-hmm. just based on the range of motion with your arms, most people flare their arms out when they're doing bench press. It's just different ways that your, your elbows and mechanics are working. 
because basically you can kind of rotate your arms a little bit when you're doing push-ups, mm-hmm. especially why they do perfect push-ups. That's why I do a lot of push-ups on per- that perfect push-up machine. It engages your muscle groups differently. And the bar is just so, it's such like a linear movement. You, can, you can't really twist and torque your arms around. So yeah. if you go like this with your arm and then twist your elbow over, it will engage your pec more versus straight is out. Is that why they say with, with dumbbell, uh, d- d- uh, dumbbell bench press, when you go up, like twist up? For yeah. greater range of motion instead of just keeping them neutral. And also, if you think about it, if you're doing bench press out wide, you're not bringing your hands in. Typically, when you're doing dumbbell press, you're also bringing your hands in. You're mm-hmm. not able to do that with push-ups. But dumbbells are, I think, more effective in being able to engage the muscle. So <clears throat> two months of volume where you're talking about thousands and thousands of reps, which will basically be the the base of what we're doing, which will eventually put the intensity on. And just to give people some breakdown here of how it ended up working out. I did some of the breakdown um, information wise on what my first record was at and where it got to now to give people a heads up. What happened last time is I basically did two months of training for this thing. I believe I overtrained myself by doing too much intensity on the day for the competition. I did a 34, 13, Mm-hmm. In training up at altitude, I did a 31.58, and that's where I think I peaked. It's kind of like what happened. I do this often where I I peaked too early and didn't get enough rest afterwards. Like, you know, in Anaheim when I pulled out or the, you know, Anaheim I pulled out I from remember. the High Rocks race. I've mm-hmm. just learned at this point when I know that my body is not capable of doing what I want it to, I should just stop. And I wasn't doing that back then. I just kept you were just continuing to just battle your body, even though you probably could have taken a few more rest days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So the first record, my first mile with a 20 pound vest on, I did a 519 mile. Yeah. And then I had a five second break between the mile and the, and the first set of pull-ups. I then did a 255, all 100 pull-ups in 2 minutes and 55 seconds. Wow. I then took a 15-second break. I then did, I started at minute, uh, so then I did push-ups at, uh, I did the push-ups in 8 minutes and 17 seconds. So that's where I was like, I had blown myself up already. I think I went way, I'll I'll come to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a three second break after the pushups. I basically stood up, went straight into the squats. Now the squats, I did mm-hmm. 10 minutes and 33 seconds. So th- 10 wow. minutes and three seconds. So that's 30, uh, reps a minute. And then the last mile, I'll be honest, it's very hard to like get this, but I basically did like a seven something minute mile. Um, and the reason why I'm having trouble understanding this is because the film of recording it kind of broke up a lot. But I'll be honest, like I ended up walking like it was it was messy. Um, but you did that with RD, R, RWB, right? Yeah, I was at Evolution OCR. Athletics where we did, you know, our OCR stars workout, our original Murph workout. We did Battle Bunker there. We've worked with we've worked with Evolution Athletics a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Now. If I could break that down. Those first two seem very fast. Uh, your push-ups and and the the mile. Would you keep those at the same rate? No. Trevor no. Arman and Kenneth are yeah. both talking about peaking right. too early. And can talk about dude-centric show. Yeah, this is very, you know, once again the yeah. whack pack. A lot of dick jokes. Uh, for me, what I'm looking at pacing it wise now is going to be. I want to do the first mile in six minutes. I think I can keep the same pace on pull-ups. I'll do a three-minute pull-up set. Push-ups, I think I can drop down to seven minutes. It's taking off seven a minute and 17 seconds off the push-ups. The squats, I want to bring down to seven, um, seven minutes and 30 seconds. That's 40 uh, squats a minute. So and you then go the from last- 10 minutes to seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had blown up by then. I'd really blown up. And basically at that point I had crashed and I was just getting the workout done. I wasn't going to quit in the middle of the attempt. Um, and then, you know, I'll do a 620 mile to finish. And that finishes me at, you know, 29 minutes and 50 seconds. 
What kind of vest are you going to wear? I, f- I find the the one I have, I, I've gone a sandbag plate or plate, but sandbag in the in the chest plate. And then I've done two, five, you know, t- uh, 10 pound, just like circular plates. But I find that it sloshes around. I haven't found like a vest that, that I can't, you know, I could tie it tight and then I have difficulty breathing. But I feel like when I'm running that mile, I can feel the vest doing like this. Well, I've used 511. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like the typical one. Uh, Alec Blennis used hyper vests, uh, which was like very, very tiny, like very, like it's not a plate carrier. It like really stays to your skin. Mm-hmm. And then there's the hyperware one, which is, is like more like a plate carrier, but has like little sandbag cubes in it, I think. Oh yeah. And that one's probably the most comfortable, but it's, I don't, haven't tested it enough. Um, I may go on the 511 again. It also depends. Like, this is another topic of the conversation where it's like, I'm trying to decide whether or not we make this a very big, like public event mm-hmm. or if we, I just do this in my garage mm. and just do it myself. Well, um, this brings up a good point. Tegan D here. What's the official guidelines? Do you have to chip away at it, or is the official guidelines you? Uh, we're talking the, about the typical through, ones like partitioned, unpartitioned. Yeah, five, ten, through. fifteen, five pull-ups, yep. ten. That's no. partitioned. Oh. So its traditional way is going through unbroken, and then you know when it comes to filming, submitting, and everything like that. I, listen, mm-hmm. when we did it during COVID, it was done um, like you know there wasn't like a gigantic location and. You know, it wasn't a big event because it wasn't possible. We have the capabilities now and we're talking to sponsors now about coming in and getting the equipment, doing it all. The reality is, is like we had good judges like Chris has gone to regionals multiple times. He has owned a CrossFit gym for like nearly a decade. You know, the dude's very high level as far as like, you know, high level competitions goes in judging and in competing. And, you know, it's. It's tough, like, because there's so many people on the internet, people that will never do anything with their lives, <laughs> who will just shit on you so much. Mm-hmm. So, can I present the screen? Yeah. Uh, so, what you do uh, down screen. at the bottom? Yep. Don't. Okay. Let's see. There's here. a little share TV screen. share screen, then it's going to pop up any type of window that you have, and you just entire screen. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Are you seeing this? Yep. We're going to add it. Okay. So. Here we were with my judge. And can you see that? Can you see this right now? Yeah, it's on. So if you watch my push-ups, people have said that I was doing really shitty push-ups. Now I'm going to go over to the CrossFit games and show you what was going on with these guys and kind of show you the same person. Look at the guy in the middle who's now standing up. On his now knees. You can have multiple, yeah, you can have multiple range of motions. But this guy right does similar push-ups to me. Hepner, I think, is over there on the left. That's Cole Sager on the right. They do close arm stuff. If you look yeah, at this a little bit more touching name, the body. Okay, let's see. Yeah. That's more my style push-up. But these are mm-hmm. all good. Judges here, CrossFit level, games level, big events. You know, what we did is what we tried to what we tried to do is we tried to whoa. I don't know how to stop sharing. Whoa. Stop. Here. I'll stop. Stop. Okay, yeah. What I tried to do is I watched the CrossFit games and I watched what they did and I replicated it as well as possible. You know, I got myself a judge. You can see on the screen my judge. You can see their judge, like same exact kind of thing, standing right there, looking at everything, notching it down, clock there, visible, all that kind of stuff. Like I made sure um, I made sure that I did it as professional as possible. And then mm-hmm. the thing, like I wanted to do something that inspired people and inspired myself during COVID. So it was like, you know, I did what I could with the resources that I had. We raised twenty seven thousand dollars for charity with them. Um, RWB, like we 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 put some stuff together and we made it like as professional as we possibly could. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I look at the opportunities we have now. We have a much bigger team. We've completely changed, you know, the game since we like, you know, back then to now. Yeah. You have the capabilities of doing much more. The question is, is whether or not like 
can you do it at that professional level and who will show up and like, how do we make it, how do we make it as beneficial for the community as possible? Um, Have you seen that guy? Yeah, guy I that, know Jim. Yeah, he's he did doing, it. or he did the 365 days of Murph. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. He's, he's impressed me. He also did 365 days of uh, Hero Mods. Mods. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to do. I, I do not know what to do. Like, we've got so many things going on. How does this... Um, I, I don't want to do a bad job is the thing that I'm looking at. Yeah. So I'm going to sit with myself for the next, like, 30 days. And if by the end of September, I think it's a really good idea, maybe put a vote out there to see how receptive people are to it and how well we could do, with, like, raising money for charity. Because... 27k to my my thought is small like i want to break 100k like i'm only mm. gonna do this if we can do something big i also want to break the record again so you know i did ask josh bridges for advice and he ended up writing me a lot of offensive text messages and told me that i was trying to make money off of his dead brother's names uh the dude was a real dick about it and i asked him to donate money to the charity and he did not donate all so, right then get fucked uh <laughs> I've also offered to box him professionally. He won't accept that either. And I'll donate money to charity if I lose. And if he loses, he donates money to charity. I choose RWB, please. Um, let's see. What, what Kenneth Delap? What was the most taxing portion? Yeah. I think the push-ups by far. Because at that point, I had blown myself up, and I had to like come off the shelf of being blown up, and I had to work through it. And I was doing reps of like two at the time, so. That's where I told you guys I had kind of overtrained myself and my triceps just weren't recovering. I have to do a lot of volume there. If you guys noticed, I'm kind of like a long and skinny person in comparison to most of the guys that would be really good at a workout like this. So it's it's hard for me to do push-ups the way that other people do. Um, I'm not going to make excuses for myself. I'm still going to do it, but it's a longer range of motion. If you think about it, like somebody – like Alec Blennis, who I think is like five six, and I'm six two, eight inches taller, and my arm, my wingspan's probably about twelve inches longer than his, maybe mm -hmm. even more. You got to understand, like you're looking at hundreds of feet of travel, extra distance traveled, um, you know, per movement. So it's it's pretty crazy, like you know, and if you think about it. If we're measuring like a very fast rep, you're looking at one meter in 0.8 seconds. That's considered a speed rep. I bet you I'm covering one meter in probably 1.2 seconds. So you consider like the amount of seconds added up per repetition that it's going to take me to complete it compared to somebody with a similar body, uh, body structure to someone like Alec Blennis. It's a lot more work. It's just so are you were saying uh, somebody that's a little bit shorter with shorter wingspan might have the competitive advantage completely. That's like asking me whether or not I think somebody who's taller than me is going to be have an easier advantage of basketball. Running. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when it comes to exercising competitively, range of motion is a gigantic factor. Um, you're just traveling less distance. What's your ideal weight for perfect weight for Murph? 192. 192 would be the ideal weight for me in almost every endeavor that I do. But I don't like being skinny. Yeah. So I want to be like a manly man. And I Are you starting the training when you get back? Yeah. September 1st. September mm. 1st, I'll start. So that's like next Friday or something. Look at this. I'm getting all these work text messages. Let's see the actual date. I should be recovered by in seven days. So we got one week. September eight days. one is a Friday. Yeah, yeah. So I've got eight days to to the first day of like competitive exercise. It'll be a Friday. So I'll start the end of a cycle. The real cycle will start Monday. And then we're gonna have, you know, four months or so. Mm. Should be pretty nice. Maybe we put out the Murph training guide when it comes a little bit closer. Mm, yeah, for free. Anybody can have it. Um what's the inspiration of Hunter Carson? A challenge hearing Steve Austin say, Hey, yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. I don't no. see that one. Oh, no, nah, I don't do that shit. Sounds like Savan should have you on and Josh on the show soon. We, we've tried that. Savan will not bridge the gap because he, he <laughs> respects Josh and his relationship too much. And he thinks that 
he'll be offended, which I don't understand why he'll be so offended. I, I've recognized that a men, lot of controversial shit on there. Yeah. Oh, on Savan? His, on his page. Yeah. yeah Savan's crazy uh, in a good way. But I don't know. Men are actually a little bit more catty than chicks are. They're dangerous. Mm. Men of fitness, especially very feminine. Because it doesn't end well. It ends in flying punches. I haven't hit anybody since 2011. Mm. Nobody wants to get physical. I would love it. I've offered to get physical with a lot of people that I have issues with. And nobody ever accepts the challenge. Which seems silly because I have a bigger chin than all of them. Should be an easy punch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, I was looking at this. And... The idea is, I guess, the one thing that I want to look at is doing more cardio, um, more long volume workouts, easy calisthenic workouts, and having that six-month buildup. I will go into my Strava. Let's try to bring this up, Strava. And I'm going to sign in. I'm going to go all the way back. And look at the amount of volume that I was doing way back then. That might be cool. Yeah. All right. So check. Let's do. Can I just share the screen again? I'm going to shut down a bunch of this stuff so it's just not confusing. Um, Okay. Present. Share screen. Present. Yes, it is a Nintendo Switch headset. Don't be (laughs) jealous. (laughs) <laughs> okay so we're going back to jesus christ can you see the screen yes okay guys anybody who doesn't know what strava is um i'm just gonna let you guys see like this right here is a volume profile of like how much you've been training so like here's me mid-july i did 13 hours 169 miles of volume thirteen thousand feet of climbing you know, we're talking over here. This one was a pretty heavy week. 19 hours of training, 158 miles, 19,000 feet of climbing. Wow, that's a fucking week. So that's it's a pretty, lot. that's a lot. Okay, this is the Ironman week, just to give you guys a heads up. 158 miles, 12 hours, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so now we're going to go back and we're going to go all the way back to 2020. Um, and now we're going to go down here and I'm going to try to move over. Okay. So look, we did the Murph workout right here. Hmm. So this is the week of Murph. This right here, you can see I'm probably in more County. Okay. Maybe that was the, the Murph record that I did. Yeah. Maybe this is involved. I don't know. So right around here, just some test work. 6.30 a.m. So this is probably the Murph mile right here. Um, so if you look at the amount of volume that I was doing, let's say this is me prepping for – this is February 24th to March 1st. This is me prepping for High Rocks World Championships. You know, you're getting ready, getting ready, getting ready. Not very Murph specific at all. So you've got some pretty good volume hours. And then all of a sudden, we find out about COVID and things start Mm -hmm. to drop off, you can tell. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this is the week that I was like, I probably was drinking a lot and couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And then I said, fuck it, I'm going to do Murph. And then I just started going. Look at this, 22 hours. This is where I told you I started to kind of overtrain, 15 hours, um, 19 hours, rest week. And then all of a sudden, one hour, back up eight hours, back up nine hours. And then it was the week before, Murph, four hours. So you could see, like, <clears throat> there is consistent training, like, caring about setting the world record again and high rocks, like really focused. And then all of a sudden everybody's life is fucked. Not caring that much. Hey, I'm carrying a ton again. Oh gosh. Now I need to start tapering world record. 
And sounds like you're going to have a lot more prep time. Yeah. So ideally what you want to see is, is basically like, let's just look at uh, the prep leading up to high rocks world championships. Look at the consistency here. This, you can tell I had a lot of downtime, September, October, all that kind of stuff. Um, I did my Ironman right here. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm out of rest period. And I start to pick it up and you can see very consistent lines kind of growing their way up all the way through March, set the world record again, right there, kind of tapered off, had a big buildup right before world championships. Huge. And all of a sudden there's another 19 hour week. And then also I just want you guys to know I'm not turning on my watch when I'm in the gym. So there's a lot of hours that are missing here. And then you're having that taper off and just setting the winning the world title again. And then you can look over here in July. You can see I would have these big weeks um, getting ready for the Ironman and stuff. Like that's what a buildup should look like. So I'm not making excuses for myself by any means, but um, stop sharing. I think he's uh, saying that's the wrong year. I think you may have missed part of our conversation, pal. I did the Murph record in 2020. Um, so basically, if if you do this properly and we're doing this big block of training, I think it can really be done. It was still 2020. Well, okay, let's go back then. Let's go back. Back to the drawing board. Um. Uh, all right. I guess we'll show it. I screwed up. I'll share the screen again, just for the sake of the fact that I fucked up and I'm willing to admit my fuck ups. <sighs> Fine. If you really want to see it, par excellent fitness. Here we freaking go, bro. Okay. Now 2023, this is the build up now leading up to high rocks world championships. And you can see these ladders and know still good amount of volume this week right here i was a devil dog that was my birthday week that's where i did that crazy ass bike ride that nearly killed me in cyprus yeah holy shit on a stick where is that bad boy <laughs> this thing look at this people 85 <laughs> miles and 9900 feet of climbing and i was not prepared for it at all this is on my birthday and, or the day before my birthday, and I wanted to give myself a celebration. And I was supposed to go to Mount Olympus, where the gods were, and they didn't take me to Mount Olympus. We just did some random batshit crazy loop. <laughs> um, you thought the one lady died? I, th I thought they all died. I was on the verge of death. But that was my progress buildup, you can see right here, leading up to High Rocks World Championships. If anybody doesn't have Strava, I think at this point, and you're watching the show, you're making a mistake. You should probably have it. Um, I have it. I just haven't logged in to set anything up. Well, I mean, I've logged in one time to create it, and that was it. Really? That's like yeah. owning a car and leaving it in your garage. Yeah. Probably should do yeah. that. You should probably do something like that. Um, okay. Is there a whack pack Strava group? Yeah, Trevor. There's you, you can create one. You can join. I mean, there's the house training one that's pretty gosh darn good. Trevor Ottoman again. Kenneth, typically Murph Mile is out and back uh, since you start from the gym. And thanks for stepping up for us, brother. Um, yeah, somebody asked if if it's random running or or you do a mile throughout. It's not a mix. Um, I look like Hunter has a switch over his head. Man, people really like to get upset about this headset thing. This red and green, um, red, yellow, red, blue headset. Okay, Troy Fisher. Uh, I'm a fourth time Ironman going to the fifth one, Chattanooga in September. Mm. Uh, yeah, dude, those are those are badass. I'm not gonna lie. I really do like Ironman a lot. Uh, it's fun. I don't want to become like an Ironman athlete, but I will show up and do more. Look, I'm still wearing my tag thing. <laughs> Um, just figured out you might have saved a second not doing the turn, not doing a turnaround. Yeah, mm. we we worked with what we had. We're gonna design something that's probably gonna be more efficient and a little bit more fun to watch. Um, Nuno, can't wait for the builder anniversary party. I'm in. Uh, check and make sure you got an email because invitations just went out. Jared, no way that headset rules. Yeah, that's right, Jared. <laughs> 
Um, I do miss, we spent $500 on some really fancy headsets and Alex just has not bought the cord for them to be set up. So he's fired. Uh, other than that, the burpee dude, Hunter, you think Ricky Garrard could set the high rocks world record? I mean, listen, I'm not going to say anything's impossible, but he's the last person that I'm worried about. Like there's people out there that have better skill sets than him. I'll say that much. He's a freak. Like I respect that immensely, but. It's, he's not the person I'd be worried about. Sorry if I missed it. Are there any other ass, athletes constantly training to beat your Murph record? I don't know. I don't know. There's this guy who just talks a ton of shit to me on the internet constantly. But there's a lot of dudes that talk shit to me on the internet. So it's like... Same day. Is? Same shit, different day. What is, bitch? Um, let's go through some of the questions. And then we can maybe wrap this thing up. Because everyone's got lives. Everyone's got lives. Um, got to go into the Instagram, got to go into the, uh, stories, got to go into the, let's see here. Insights. Caleb Patrick. He says, go sub 30, baby. Nice. Matt R. Delur. What do you need to improve the most on the record? Push-ups. So I looked at basically what I did, and I've been testing a little bit. I'm not saying I'm like specifically in training, but I can get about 45 seconds, um, 45 squats in a row per second um, straight through for almost 300 reps. So, but I'm really every, close. To, are you saying every second? Every minute. Every second you could do a squat? No, that doesn't add up, buddy. No. 45 squats per every minute. So mm-hmm. that's... You, you said a, you said something, pre, something uh, forty five. I may have screwed up. I may have screwed up, but I'm still going to buy you a calculator. I don't. I don't do math, but forty five per second. Forty five reps per minute on average on the way to doing three hundred. But I'm closer to forty because sometimes I'll stop and I'll just be like, I don't feel good, and I I'm I'm just doing little interval tests. Um, the push ups, like I'm obviously way closer to thirty reps per minute, so I think I need to average twenty eight per minute. Um, and I obviously was failing at a high rate, so I need to do 28 per minute, set my record. So I just need to just do volume in there. The squats are going to be less hard. And even though I really don't like squats, cause I'll admit high volume squats really does mess up your quads and really like, you know, if your quads are messed up, then it just crushes your running. So I don't do it very much in training cause I'd rather be able to run fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, P Benson 27, or you can do real pushups this time. So this is another one of these deadbeat losers. We're going to actually try to see what his profile looks like. Let's, um, let's see donuts. here. It looks like he likes running, but as I can see, he looks like a chubby piece of shit in his profile picture, but we appreciate you tuning in. Anybody who missed out on this earlier, what we did is we watched the videos of what was done at the CrossFit games, and we saw exactly what they were allowing. And CrossFit games is probably the highest level competition in history as far as functional fitness goes they have the best judging the best recording the best systems and we repeated it so p benson why don't you find a flight of stairs and chuck your ugly face down them um sean roddy is butterfly the only way to compete for a top score i would say so repetitions for butterfly pull-ups are way I, I can't do butterfly, but I, I, I do strict and I, i'm murdered by the end of it i'm walking around the next day with t-rex arms I mean, you definitely are messing your arms up, but you're not doing nearly as much work. I'd probably say 30% of the intensity for butterfly pull-ups, if not lower. Um, what is your height and weight? Thanks. This is definitely a dude who wants to see my nudes. His name's Robin DSTS. Sure, it's not Renee? It's a dude. Mm. He's got a shirt off in his picture. Dude wants it. I'm not going to tell you my weight, dude. You're probably going to use this for tug-off later. Um <laughs> Ramir Ravid, what split are you aiming for? Uh, well, I explained that earlier, but it's it's like a six, a three, six twenty mile. No, sorry, six minute mile, three minute pull up, um, seven minute push ups, seven thirty squats, six twenty run. Bobby Savage, it'll happen. Can't wait to see your headband. Um, the end up headband you end up wearing has to be badass. You know, I love headbands. Ben Jardine, what pace are you hitting for the runs? 620. 
Well, this high, high rocks uh, power output, I mean, it won't deter from it. It will be a higher intensity that I'll hold in a high rock, so it should probably help my high rocks. Um, you know, we got Tegan Davis, 88. She's asking. Uh, I think that's her right here. How will that change from other times? Obviously, we're doing just do. I never do push-ups in training, other than like very occasionally. And I also don't do squats, as I said. So, like, I'll do some. If you guys notice, I do a lot of box squats. Like, there's just no point in traumatizing the legs by breaking parallel. Can I just say, I love box squats. I can load the hell out of the bar, and then at my gym, it's it's a it's a foam box, so I I need a little bit of stability. So I'll throw a, a a you know a plate on there, and I I butt to plate. And I just load the bad boy up and just keep repping them out. And the next day, like my legs are taxed, but not anything to where it's like I'm walking stiff leg down the stairs and can't move. And that's what I like about them. I'd say I'm a pretty high level strength and conditioning coach at this point. And I think unless you are a power lifter, Olympic lifter, CrossFitter, like I don't think you should squat below parallel often. It's too traumatizing on the body. Bodybuilders too. Grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you want to be focusing on your sport, not proving to people that you're squatting in the gym. Like there's so many dudes that attack us. There was some douchebag who was attacking me for squatting the pins a couple of weeks ago. And he's supposedly an elite hybrid coach. And I don't think you can consider yourself to be an elite hybrid coach when you're not able to fully recognize the damage and the variety that's necessary to be really hybrid. And I'm talking about like, are you a hybrid person because you run around the track and then go lift weights? It doesn't make you a hybrid athlete. It means you just train diversely. A hybrid athlete is somebody who's going out and doing Ironmans, uh, deck of fits, high rocks, Spartan races, marathons, like really doing it. And then also pushing your body at a pretty gosh darn elite level. Um, Cause anybody can run. Like I remember, um, one of the high level CrossFitters deadlifted 600 pounds and then ran like a 440 marathon. Wow. Like even though that's a lot of weight to deadlift and that's 440 mile, no 440 marathon. Oh, total hours. Okay. Yeah. Like that, you know, that's basically a power lifter just running a marathon afterwards. So I don't know if I consider that to be as interesting as somebody who's very high level at everything and to be high level at everything in hybrid sports, you have to be really, really good at juggling the training for both of them. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying I know better than anybody else. I just have 10 world titles, six world records, sports illustrated top 50 fittest people in the entire world. And I'm fucking savage, but I could be wrong. And I'm only doing this podcast to educate people on the process of what we're doing, because I think it's interesting for other people who want to do it themselves. Um, big Bobby D love this guy. Where do you think you can make it the most amount of time from your last record? Um, it, it's, it, uh, it is basically going to be the squats and the pushups, you know, 10 minutes on the squats was stupid, super stupid. Like if I didn't even improve my pushups at all and I just focus on squats, like I get a three minute improvement, just aiming for that two and a half minute improvement. So I could just focus on the squats and things would change drastically. Is Murph training useful for high rocks training? Um, it's me answering this again for clues, Tash 40. It's not ineffective, but it's not the most effective thing. I, there, I would say be, that there would be better ways to improve it. Yeah. 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 And then Ryan bell, how will your splits and your pushups and squats be for the record? Um, almost unbreakable this time. Ryan, we explained that earlier, but um, hopefully you catch it up in the show, and I always appreciate you you commenting in. Um, let's deal with a couple of these things, and then we'll get the hell out of here. We'll get out of here. Louis Brasso. Hey, Hunter, you're the man. Been following you since Spartan days and the Broken Skull and blah, blah, blah. Curious, what friends who partied with back in the day in the younger days think about all of your success? Do they hear about um, many of them? It's, I'm really lucky. Like I had a buddy Graham that one time we were in a room. He was on the wrestling team for Ward, and I was on the wrestling team for Ludlow. And I dropped the fuck out of him, even though he was a higher weight class than me. And we used to get drunk as fuck all the time together. And th- my nickname in school was Drugs. Like we had this this gang that we had called the Penis Grigios, the PGs. 
And everyone had like cool names like El Presidente and like all sorts of shit. And I was just called drugs. So with a Z. Yeah, I don't know. But um, everybody just knew that I was just like high as fuck. Like I remember one time uh, this one guy posted on one of our com um, on our pages and he was like, I remember you in high school. You drank so much that you passed out in the snow in a lawn chair at my party. And then you woke up in the morning and you made everybody sausage and left. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. Yeah. And I think everybody appreciates it. Like I'm friends with almost everybody I had um, youth with. Uh, you know, what's interesting though. There's definitely been a huge fracturing for my friend group of who I started like sports with. I think those people have a harder time seeing what I'm up to now than my friends did back in the day for drugs. Cause I think those people truly, truly cared like that. I ended up changing my life. My friends that I did sports with, I think some of them don't like the way that I've chased, like, you know, working so hard because maybe it, they recognize they're not willing to work as hard. Um, so I don't know. It's weird. It's weird how my drug friends are all like, most of them are sober or dead now. So, uh, but they're all good friends of mine. The ones um, that are still alive are still kicking and doing well. Yeah. Yeah. They're savages. You know, mm -hmm. I have said this so many times, but the dudes I was in resource room with, basically special ed class with, they all have extremely successful independent businesses. Like my buddy One guy has, we had on was a, a window washer. Yeah. The Duke dude, he has like a multiple six figure business of window washing. The dude is a savage. He has a vent cleaning business. He has like all these small little like services for one of the richest counties in the entire world. And he crushes it. Like it was so insane to see Alex, the Duke get out of like, you know, the insanity we were in. Um, is Ryan Kent still high rocks doing high rocks or did he quit now that UPS, uh, dropped a bag on their drivers? I think Ryan is actually just focusing on sports, but it's insane that UPS drivers are getting paid 170 K now. Like I don't, I saw one guy break it down. It's not like 170 plus all the benefits. I think including included in that 170,000, it does include, you know, health and, and dental and, and all your, Types oh, of so insurance. It's a mislead. It's a misleading. Thing. So yeah, it's it's not you know pre-income taxed one seventy. I know that Kent told me what he was just like insanely overworked. Like he was just he was like racking up fifty thousand steps a day, starting so early in the morning, and he was doing massive shifts. So these guys are not doing things that are lightly taken. Like it's extremely aggressive paces. It's nuts. Yeah, he's not sitting on his ass watching. Just the, the, uh, whatever, just, uh, it's way too goddamn early. I can't fucking think. Um, right. he's not just sitting on his ass right now. You know, they, they, uh, they work hard for the money. K2 Alex. What did K2 Alex thing says? It says know. face turquoise, turquoise drinking, drinking coffee, coffee. My old job had a top of the line insurance and valued nine K per year. So, that's interesting. I mean, there's probably got to be other metrics in there, but I know it's not crazy. I've heard that some UPS drivers do break the $100,000 mark. There may be other things in there that you're not like, you know, I don't know, not looking at fully, but you can, oh. you can't see my emojis. Oh, face no. turquoise drinking coffee. I don't know what oh, that means, that, Alex. That that means he wrote or he typed in an emoji, but it, it came across as, what you type in to get that emoji, but it wasn't the actual emoji itself. Damn you, internet. Damn <laughs> you. Okay. Um, last but not least, any overload work with heavy vests? I don't know, man. Maybe. Who knows? The most important thing that I think people don't recognize is if you're going for the record of something, it doesn't have actually to do with the strength unless your, your issue is strength which is not the case for me. It's actually speed of repetition and ability to handle intensity. So let's just say all of a sudden I was able to increase my pushups uh, pace per minute. Like, let's just say I was so fucking fit. There's no issue. Now, all of a sudden I'm doing, I'm able to do the reps faster. And I was talking about this earlier. It's either distance travel or speed of rep travel. Um, obviously I'm never going to be able to cut down the distance of the rep that I'm traveling because my body is designed the way that it is, but the speed of the rep that I'm traveling, I could potentially train in 
by practicing really, really intense intervals and trying to get this kind of muscle memory where my body's able to do reps faster. So like one of the things I'll do for high rocks, and this is just a free tip for anybody is what I call efficiency, um, efficiency reps. And I'll pick three movements and I'll set cones out for about 10 meters and I'll go down and back and I'll do one movement, two movements, and then three movements. And I'll basically start at like 70%, then 80%, 85, 90, 100, 100, 105, if I can possibly do it. And I'll write it down and then I'll put a post-it note on in my gym and come back next time and be like, these are the movements and these are the five sets that I did what pace was I able to do? So how can I keep on cutting down the pace of these things and being able to respond more quickly and maybe hand positioning and foot positioning, changing all that kind of stuff. How is it going to make the reps faster? So I don't think adding weight is actually the necessary thing. Cause there's people that are probably faster than me at a lot of things. They're not as strong as me. And like the issue is not their abilities. It's their it's the fact that they're way more fucking efficient than I am. They're more economical. You know, one thing that I thought was interesting when I came out to the ranch and, and lifted with you, what's the what's the elite or pro weight for sandbag lunge? Oh, 70, 65? 70. Yeah, 65 or 70. So I was asking, all right, where's that 65, 70-pound sandbag? And you're like, no, I don't I, sh- I actually don't go to the exact sandbag weight. I actually go under. So you had one of those uh, Spartan Rams and you were doing the sandbag lunges for the duration of, of the distance that it normally is, but with the 44-pound weight. And yeah, it wasn't no- up to the actual 65-70. It was like you were repping them out the distance, but with a 44-pound uh, lat on your back. Well, if you think about it, like I, w- I don't want to put that extra trauma on my knees, but I do want to get the muscle memory and, and efficiency of being able to do faster repetitions. So I go a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Then if you think about, Something that is, fuck, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Bless you. Uh, if you think about something like farmer's carries, I always go way heavier on farmer's carries because that's not as traumatic to the body. That's just all spinal load and kind of hanging off your meat hooks. So I will even, like, I'm actually going to buy this year extremely heavy things to carry even heavier than what I have, and I'll just load that up and just build my upper back even more. And I want to become more efficient. So, you know, there's different ways to handle everything. Like you'll notice javelin throwers will like, I learned this when I was younger and I did javelin, you'll do way overweight and then you'll do way underweight and it will change the speed, the rate of speed and also change your mechanics. So much of what I was saying, I learned from just younger ages of training different sports. Um, if you pick up on it, you can probably improve what you're doing. If you're not fucking lazy, uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys. That was a good show. Thank you. We got a lot of good questions out of this thing. What is fantastic? All right. So senior year spring break, Daytona yeah. Beach. There's a guy handing out uh, mixtapes, uh, CDs, when you know cars still had CD players. So he handed out a CD. His name was spelled fantastic, P-H-A-N-T-A-S-T-I-K or T-I-C. And... I was the only one that thought it was funny and cool and listened to it on the regular, but it, the the chorus was, I'm fantastic. Bet you ain't no dough, and I get more cheese than a photo. Shit! That was, that was the hook. Did, did, he, did he also oh, then no, rack you up? You don't 20? need a bigger map. When my ball's in my court, you will never give it back. Dude, if you, did he also charge you 20 bucks after you handed no, it to he you? Had, he, he, he gave it to me for free. Dude, those guys are dicks. I remember the first time I ever got hustled um, like in New York city, these dudes, like, they're like, Hey, can I get weed? And I'm like 15, 16. And you give him 20 bucks. And you're like, can I have the weed? He's like, no, nah, bitch. You just gave me 20 bucks. Get the fuck out of my face. That's like war way, dogs. Yeah. They're way Let's bigger than you to your car and take out the AK. Where's everybody going? <laughs> yeah. No, I would, I would honestly do that. I mean, that would be gangster. That's such a good movie, by the way. War dogs. Yeah. How safe now, is this? 50, 50. 50 50 yeah. if we die. <laughs> um, I got a lot. I, I think I'm gonna go watch Barbie tonight. I'm pretty pumped. I've, I've seen it out of 10. I'll give it a five. It was really, oh, yeah. I, I didn't think it was great. 
fuck, dude. My friends invited I mean, me. Margot, and now Robbie, like- Margot Robbie. Yeah, 10 out of 10. But like overall movie storyline. Eh. Ken wasn't funny. Everyone told me Ken's hysterical. I, I, I didn't laugh a lot. Really? I laugh a lot at dumb movies. Yeah. Like Maybe I Alex just has like very few funny. brain cells in his head because he thought it was awesome. I thought it he's was simple funny. to please. We took him to a comedy show in West Hollywood and like the guy just like picks the mic up and he's like, ah, <laughs> he couldn't. I'm like, what are you so excited about, dude? Um, all right. Well, yes, Wad, Wad Zombie said it. Yeah, it's it's everything of that. And it's like, it, OK, I, I'm here to enjoy and like suspend reality. I don't get this whole like anti-man, anti-female con- like category. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why is everybody fighting? 